Hello and you are welcome to the RF podcast. It is the 4th of April. It's nearly 8 o'clock here on the top floor of RF Towers. Another week goes by and another national title for Mayo. Not too long to celebrate though. The Rossies are in town on Sunday so things have uh, already caught up here on RF Towers that the excitement is building again and we'll have to park that league title first one since 2019. couple of guests on the show tonight. We have uh, of course Enda Mac. And another man that's back from his uh, brief suspension from dis- disciplinary issues is John Stagg. John, good to see you back in the top floor RF Towers. How have you been? Well, thanks for thanks for lifting the ban. It's good to be back. Well, if you had behaved yourself, you there would have been no ban. Yeah, geez, I, I don't know. Was it just for the league or it was, yeah, yeah. championship. No domestic domestic tournaments only. Now we we get you back for championship like a good. It's like the old bands in the day when. Uh, it was measured when by the Connor Council used to measure it in weeks and it'd always be just before the championship had come up or they'd, they'd throw in an old league game beforehand to to serve the ban. I know I was uh, looking through old papers the last day actually. I seen a couple of old names coming up for long term suspensions. I seen Colin McManaman from Burra Shule and John Heen and Tormac Cady, two fellas who were well used to uh, disciplinary issues back in the day. <laughs> but um yeah, John, how things have you? I haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, what are you making of me so far? Yeah, and uh, the band it covered the wedding as well, it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the, that I, was the main reason. Yeah, I know all day to think about that one. You did, um, you did, you did. In fairness, now I deserved it. I deserved it. But look at yeah, look. Um, I suppose Mayo the start of the year. You know, uh, we all weren't expecting what's happened. I suppose in the league campaign, and uh, like Kevin Max Days came in, and he's hit the ground running. Um, I remember the very first game they played this year was uh, down in. Ballinet for the, the mind space game. And I, I think it was yourself actually you were saying to me after you couldn't believe how fit they were at that stage. So um they obviously had planned to hit the ground running. And I suppose Kevin McStay had alluded to that at times that they planned to have a good league campaign, that they were going to set out a stall early. And that's exactly what they did. Now against Galway in the first game, it it could have went either way, and we were probably lucky enough to get a draw in the end, or looking not to beat our man the second game. We really seemed to kick on after that. Now, we did play a few teams that were maybe undercooked and not going well. You know, Kerry were definitely way undercooked and, you know, they're trying out a few things. Um, Clifford and O'Shea only come on. Then you had, um, like, Donegal were poor when we played them. Tyrone the night down there, they started well, but once we got on top of them, disappeared as well. So, and then I suppose the only game they've lost so far is the Monaghan game. And um, I suppose he tried... um, you know, the other players that, that day to see if he could unearth, uh, you know, a strong bench at that stage as well. So, look, they got the job done on Sunday and um, I didn't make it myself now, we had a family do, but look at, um, they were the best team in the league, the more, most exciting team in the league, the most team that was talked about in the league. And, um, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, they should have ended the league and had no final. I, I don't really agree with that. I think you had to have the final, but at the same time, you know, for them not to be able to celebrate it properly is, um, I think, is wrong. Really, really is yeah. wrong. You know, uh, I was in Danny McHugh's in Ballandine on 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 Monday morning, and two of the players came in, and they were actually on the way back from Dublin. You can see they were fresh as daisies. You know, and they were just, I suppose, recovery mode and get going again for Sunday. You know, there's no time for celebrating, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's the general. It even hit a lot of people. I think on Monday morning and Tuesday morning, they realised, Jesus, what are you going to the match the weekend straight away? The 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 focus has gone from the league and and bar the odd fella given the drive to the odd goal a man that you know that's about it that's all you're going to get the next couple of days and I might lay a few more scuds before the week is up yet um especially with the Ross Common game coming up but uh Enda as well Enda how are you we'll have to... you better introduce 
our, our other guest before you talk to me, Ref. I will. I was just going to give you a little bit of just to let the people know in case they were worried that Ender wouldn't be on the pod, as Ender's always on the pod. So uh, our guest tonight, he was a previous, uh, a, a previously on our pod before. It's Mark Ronaldson. Mark, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Ref? How are things? It's you been well? a while, Mark. I think we had you on before for a Mayo Galway preview, I think, or was it a, yeah. was it a review? Preview the Connacht final in Crow Park in 2021, was it? Yes, that wow. with Giz McGrath, Kieran McGrath, the week of. So, yes, um, yeah, so that would have been what July 2021, has it, or June 2021? Yeah, so it's it been a while, June. yeah, it's been a while. Um, you've, you've been busy, you've had a good few articles in the paper since you've been getting the name out there, you've, yeah. had, you've, been, you've had some good points, you've given <laughs> us the odd shout out on the on the in the western back in the day, really appreciate it. How are you anyway? What's I'm the, good. I'm good, the, yeah. How's up all on on Oran Moore? You said you're training last night, you're still playing. Yeah, still playing, yeah. I'm 36 now and still playing and still enjoying it, still feeling good and no injuries, touch wood. So yeah, I'll play as long as I can, but Brilliant. Um, like a lot of the lads I'm playing with now, I'm literally double their age. So, you know, I've seen, <laughs> I've, I started as playing senior football with Shruler. I was intermediate at the time at 16 and now it's gone full circle. I'm 36 and there's 18, 19 year olds I'm playing with. So it's Brilliant. good, but, and I'm still hungry and, you know, not winning anything tends to not set your appetite. So we're still, you know, hungry for success and still hoping that, you know, have a good run at the club before I call it a day. So you never know. You never know yeah, what's on the corner. You never watch the corner. You watched the game, obviously, the weekend. What was your initial thoughts on uh, on Mayo? It, it, I suppose as a whole, first of all, and then we can maybe focus in on the game itself. Uh, yeah, like John said, it's been a really, really good league campaign. If if you told Kevin McStay before it that without Ushing and Lee that they'd go on and win the league and play such good football, I think he would have bitten your hand off. Yeah. Um, and even on Sunday, I thought the first 15, 20 minutes was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It was similar to the Roscommon game and the Kerry game, the Tyrone game. I thought it was going to be over at halftime, they were flying. But then I, I think the um, you know the enforced injury or the long break for Johnny Heaney's clash with um, Reap, I think that kind of took the wind out of, well, Johnny Heaney's sails, but Mayo sails a little bit as well. <laughs> And it took them, they didn't really get it back after that. They didn't get their intensity up and Goa got into the game. And I actually felt towards the end of the game and after the game, I won't say flat, but I I don't think anybody was jumping from the ceiling because I, I think that there there was a few worrying signs in the second half and that. And I think Galway won't be too um, despondent either after losing. Um, now, they would like to beat Mayo and Croker because that's becoming a bit of a monkey on the back, you know, and that's not being able to beat Mayo and Croker, but I just thought towards the end and they were getting stronger in the second half and they will be presuming it's Mayo that play them in three weeks. You know, it could be Roscom, we don't attempt it, but it's going to be a different game and it's going to be a very mm-hmm. difficult game in, in Perry Stadium in three weeks if, if that comes to pass. So, yeah, I, I don't think anybody was too elated or ecstatic. It was great to win. You know, any day you win a national title at Crow Park is excellent, but I just thought there was a few little worrying signs in the second half. That They've, um, they've been relatively lucky though, in fairness, Mark, haven't they, with... with you know, they played Kerry early on, they had nothing yeah. done. Um, Johnny Gall, you don't really put a line through that. Armagh, they got relegated, let them back into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Lifter for Ross Common. They've had, things have really fell into their path so far. I know they've had a couple of injuries, but I don't think it's anything too long-term. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, Lee and Ushin, you know, that was two massive hammer blows before the league even started. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, yeah, they've been lucky, but I think they've had the right attitude towards the league. I think Kevin McStay 
set out a stall early, we want to win this. And that kind of uh, permeated through the group. And I, I think there was an attitude from a long way out that Mayo were going to go for this. And, you know, after every game, he was bullish saying, we want to win the league, we want to win the league. And I think the players started to believe in that. So, no, I think Mayo's attitude was right, their approach was right. And they got their just rewards, I think, on, on Sunday um, because of that. No, I, I think they were definitely deserving winners in the league. And, you know, you make your own luck too. Yeah. These days. And uh, you were up at the game. What's your What's your initial thoughts? Uh, it's great to win, Ref. Uh, wasn't a great atmosphere up there. I thought it was pretty dead. It wasn't helped by the fact uh, seven or eight thousand dubs left a minute. <laughs> their game was over. The place just emptied out. Um, Galway set up tactically different than most teams against us to give up the kickouts. So they cut off Mayo's. We were talking all year, but I'm trying to implement a kicking game. They weren't able to kick the ball because the goal had just set up a wall across the half back line. So it was back to it was smart, Hor- wasn't it? Yeah, it was back to Horn ball. The next day away was out the window. We had to adapt, and uh, I I thought they done well to win some good stuff early on. Uh, I thought John Maher caused us trouble running through the center. A combination of Matthew Ruan didn't really stop his runs and we haven't a presence at centre back as a stopper. Jermitt does drop back, but uh, I think teams will target that. I was listening to the Examiner podcast today with James Horn and uh, Paul Rouse, Morris Brosnan, and Eamon Fitzmorris, and they all talked about. It looks like that's our weakness where teams are getting at us through the centre. So. It's good to have things to work on after the league. I think that's one area we need to work on. But there was there was a lot of positives. Uh, obviously, Cullum Reap was a huge positive. Sam Callanan with uh, 22 possessions, 15 in the first half. Jack Coyne, second half at Standon. And I thought Captain Paddy Dorkin, uh, if Cullum Reap hadn't such a game, he was really to stand out on the field. He had 27 possessions, so... There was positives. Um, ne- negatives for me, Owen McLaughlin's use of the ball in the second half. While he got a lot of possessions, he wasted a lot. I suppose it's just he's been out of football for a long time. Um, you mentioned possessions there. And uh, one thing about Jack Coyne, he'd only three in the first half. He'd 17 in the second half and, and came off injured at the end. He'd some second half. Oh, he was super in the second half. He, he like... This league, for me, what it has found, we found a new goalkeeper in Cullum Reap. Jack Coyne has bedded himself in. Sam Cannon, I was talking, I was getting stick on social media. I was always talking about Sam Cannon early in the league. I wanted to see him. And I, I think you can see now why I wanted to see him. Uh, he just, he's fitted in really well back there in the full back line. And he's probably more a wing back than a half back. David McBrien. Uh, when you look at it, one to four had never played in Croke Park before. We were very inexperienced. They all stood up. I know David came off injured. Uh, that has been the real plus of the league for me, finding new bodies back in def- into the defence. It was a massive worry, uh, wasn't it? At the beginning of the year, we all talked about it, like we're losing the two. Yeah. Mark mentioned earlier there, losing the two lads is absolutely killer. Yeah. Um, Jack J- Kearney, again, another. I know he played a bit last year, but now he he is cemented his place on the team. And I said it in the podcast a few weeks ago, I think he'll end up midfield before the end of the year. Matthew Ruan will go to wing forward. John, what do you make of uh, these new lads coming in? Like I then mentioned there, you must be 
you must be happy enough yourself as but watching it as well. You know, we talked about it probably last year when we heard the boys were leaving. It's it's um it's some it's some change around for Mayo now. They're going in. I think they're one to three against Ross Common the weekend, which is the same actually. Just to get you know, uh, I think Leitrim are the same, uh, the same odds one to three against New York. Yeah, that's that weekend. you were saying today, or someone was saying during the week about the last three leagues Mayo won. Is it? Three leagues were Mayo won. Yeah, each year. Yeah, so that that's not a nice stat <laughs> to be going around. Um, look at, uh, I think Colum Reap does obviously a lot. Made of him on, on Sunday, uh, none more so, I suppose, than uh, I suppose the tackle on um, on Johnny Heaney. Um, like the whole game could have changed there in an mm. instant. Like he, he came out, I haven't looked, I looked at it and looked at it and looked at it, and definitely the referee in the end got it right. Um, like if you notice it actually from behind the other goal, the referee actually when the tackle happens and the ball goes wide, it's actually turning and going back out the field. When Johnny Heaney stays down, stays down um, injured for so long, he gets back in then, he talks to his umpire, see what happened, whatever. And suddenly then he's given a free in. Like he was waving for wide and play on. So the free came and look, at it was it was momentum from, from Colum Reap as well that carried him into him. And it did look more clumsy, I think, than anything else. But he could have ended up the one injured. You know, that ball could have ended up in the back of the net. And um, you could have had a completely different game. I've, I've noticed. I've noticed twice, maybe three times now, that Reap in the last couple of games, he's really came out with venom, um, defending that goal or going for the ball. And it's probably a criticism sometimes that probably Rob Henley had. They didn't come out hard enough, or he didn't. You know, I think a lot of forwards now, uh, Mark, you could probably answer this as well. If you if you know there's a goalkeeper like that. You know, almost Clark esque, where he's going to take out anything that's in front of him. You're going to think twice about it, aren't you? Uh, 100%. Clarky was a devil for it. You know, he'd size 13 Mizunos and he'd come out and leave it <laughs> shin high. And yeah, I remember we played Ballina in Krasmalina in Championship, Senior Championship one year. Um, and I think it was, it was Brendan Ryan or Kevin Ryan from Shrewd were going through on goal and just young lad, 18, 19 at the time. And Clarky came out starfish and cleaned Brendan Ryan out of her, Kevin Ryan. And for a young lad, you would definitely think twice about going into the square. But you have to be very positive and clear in your thinking as a keeper. There can be no humming or hawing. And I think yeah, that was yeah. good keeping by Colm Reap there. And no way was it a red card. I think Joyce was clutching at straws there after the end. I think yellow, he got it right. The ref got it right with that. Um, And I think it was really good keeping, you know. just He, he was really negative with Joyce. Like, I, I listened to, when I first listened to it, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's annoyed. Um, mm. He's going to have a complaints, whatever, you know, a, a big moment in the game. But I think he let himself down, did he? The way he, he just came across maybe a bit too... Bitter, it's not the word bitter, but even the mentioning the fact that it's becoming a bit of a hoodoo in Crow Park for going all losing so many finals. I thought I wouldn't say that, you know, that can become ingrained in the players' minds a bit. I was like, I wouldn't have mentioned that at all, but yeah, he just seemed to be a little bit peed off in general, I think, after the match the last day, you know. But ugh, she managers are bad losers, and you know, yeah, who stood out for you, uh, Mark? Um, who Mark stood out for Mayo the last yeah. day? Um, well, Reap was excellent, obviously. Um, Paddy Durkin, I, I thought it a really good game, but I thought Comer gave him bags of it. Now, I've spoken to a few people who thought that um, Paddy Durkin was getting the better of Comer, but I just thought if Comer finished his chances, he'd won two scored there pretty quickly in the second half. Um, but I'm not blaming Paddy Durkin there because, you know, he's a natural halfback and it's a real pity that Dave McBride didn't get a chance to um, match up to Comer. I think that would have been a great battle. 
Um, I, I also thought that Rob Fennerty was giving um, um, Ballyhonis Cornback Jack Coyne uh, uh, difficulty at the start of the second half, but I thought Coyne reacted brilliantly then. He got stuck in, got tighter on Rob Fennerty and really got the better of him. And Fennerty was removed or withdrawn with 10 minutes left. So I just thought Coyne looked very confident going forward. In that point at the end, you know, he just looked natural in front of goal, very neat finish. And I thought he had an excellent performance. And like um, Enda said with Callan, the amount of ball he gets on, and just like he's up and down the whole day, up and down the whole day for a 19-year-old. I thought it was interesting as well that Max Day name-checked him afterwards and said, you know, um, like mentioned him for special praise. I thought that was a, a real um, sign that, you know, they think a lot of this guy because he was excellent the last day as well, carried so much ball forward. And Jeremy O'Connor started like a trooper. I thought this lad is going to have another unbelievable game. But like the rest of the team, kind of he quietened after the, the break midway through the first half. But Jeremy has had a, a great league. So, you know, he'll, he'll be very happy with his progress in that. Um, up front, I thought Aidan O'Shea gave bags to Sean Kelly. Thought he got the better of that duel, and you know we would have taken that beforehand. He was just boxed really clever. He didn't get involved in too many. You know, he played deeper, O'Shea, didn't he? Is 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 that early on? Was yeah. he was he counteracting Kelly running forward by staying yeah. out? Yeah, and I thought it was interesting as well was the amount of freeze he got because he's not noted for getting it. It's hard. He finds it hard to get freeze. You know, people have to almost you know decapitate yeah. him before he gets a free. But you yeah. know, people were saying there were soft freeze, but if you watched them slow down afterwards watching the game back you know you could see the tug in the jersey so they, they were deserved freeze so if refs are mindful for that you know there's a lot of freeze for Mayo to get there when Aiden takes his, his opponents on so but, I thought that was a positive he usually doesn't get them though just saying no no yeah we. No, pull- I, I thought Mayo did get some soft freeze but I didn't think the ones involving Aiden O'Shea were soft at all I thought they were deserving freeze John was there any reason why Galway got turned over so much like the, the the amount of blocks they had, the amount they looked a bit bereft up up front for ideas, and you know we're all talking about how Mayo conceded so many goal chances, and that were maybe people are saying we're a bit poorer down the middle, but like they still didn't look themselves, did they, in front of goal? Like we just we just, we decided just blocks, we we seemed to manage them fairly well. They didn't score for a good long time in the, until you know didn't really get into the game as as Mark mentioned until the Heaney injury, like. Is it, was it just a bad day at the office, or or Mayo maybe allowing them in and 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 sucking and sucking them in and turning them over? Yeah, and, and I think that's what Mayo played or trade on, isn't it? Is 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 the tackle and um getting in on teams and 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 turning them over. Like I was as disappointed in Gore's performance this week as I was impressed with them uh last week against Kerry, especially, and even the week four against Armagh, and I thought they were definitely on the upward spiral, you know. But he just. I don't know. Yeah, there definitely had to be something missing. Like, I don't know. Was it flying out that evening? Does that be on lads' heads and things like that? I don't know. Look, it's a final against Scott Mayo at the end of the day. Jeez, you have to be going out and you have to be right. You have to be up for it. Uh, they had three weeks of a break. They are. They have three weeks of a break afterwards. Like, it's, it's Mayo really were in a worse situation going to it, thinking of, of championship the following week. Um, But I still say they come away from it and, you know, I say Pori Joyce is delighted and, you know, he alluded there about him afterwards, his mannerisms afterwards. It's, it's very unlike him. And it's it's hard to know did he actually use use it to his advantage to have a go and, you know, maybe show the players that, you know, you know, to get back in and go like this, this bit of a, build a bit of a siege mentality. Kind yeah. Of thing. Let's, yeah. Let's blame everyone else. Okay. But at the same time, you know, when they sit down, they're going, I think it was Villa Moore, I think they were going to that evening. So when they wake up next morning, and you know, they're I'm sure they're, they're recovery and they go through the video and you know, they'll be hurting. 
they'll be going off on this on this trip and really really hurting after losing. But I'd say he he couldn't have had a better week to go away. And yeah. to actually be, to be together with the bunch all week long, get to talk to them individually, get to talk to them together, and really get it into their heads that you know what, lads, they're not, you know, this is a, we're going to be playing them for a fourth time, maybe, you know, if things go to plan this weekend, and they're 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 not going to come up to Pierce and beat us, boys, you know. So I think I think it's set up lovely. Now I know we're jumping ahead of the gun again. I don't want to be giving yeah, any yeah, most common um, people yeah. fuel, but I think it does set up. Um, an absolute whopper semi-final between the two teams. I polled the teams during the during the week there on Monday and Tuesday. Today, Tuesday, it is. 400 people voted. Cullum Repowsey got number one. Jack Coyne, number two. Paddy Durkin, number three. Um, Jeremy O'Connor and Aidan O'Shea as well were in the top five of the, of the performers of the day. And uh, if, you're, if you're Kevin McStay... Um, you're reviewing the game. What's the what's the big talking point for you? What do you need to fix? Bar maybe the the, the couple of goal chances. Is there anything else that really? Uh, I, I think the first thing is they're going to have to look at uh Maher's runs in the middle of the field. Like he 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 probably should have stuck that goal early on, and he three or four other runs. He scored a point. He set up another goal chance, and that was without McDade there, who was probably their premium midfielder last year. Johnny Heaney went off. Uh, Comer didn't play the full match. So, Gaul will have a good bit to come in. I know you'll say we probably have maybe Enda Hessian and Killian and maybe Ryan. Will the start, Killian and Ryan, will probably hold one of them back, maybe Killian. But uh, Gaul will have a lot to come in to that team. That, that's the main area I think Mayo will have to focus on. They can't let the, uh, Maher come through the middle like he did the last day in Salt Hill. Like it's set up perfectly for Galway, the players to come in. They're after being beaten, the home advantage. <laughs> all your boxes Mayo, are being ticked. All my boxes are being ticked. Uh, <laughs> when we talk about the Roscommon match, <laughs> you're going to get a shock because I want to play the team we played against Monaghan and get out of this Connacht Championship and prepare for six weeks' time. But I don't think Kevin McStay will do that. But uh, if it was me, uh, if, you're, if you're training a racehorse, if you're training a dog, if you're training anything... You have uh, the S&C gurus will tell you you can't keep the levels Mayo have going for seven months without a break. Uh, a six-week break, I think, could be very beneficial to Mayo. It, uh, is, it is a chance, I said, like, but you, you, it's, it's the argument, isn't it? It's momentum. Keep momentum going and get a kind of title. Would you be happy with yeah. a kind of title? We, we, we lost the week before the league final. We came out and won the league final the following week, Rev. I just think you just can't keep going at the level. Like Mayo were fitter than every other team in the league. I think that's generally accepted. Um, yeah. Can you keep going for nearly eight months at that level without a break? I don't... It, I think the S&C gurus would tell you you can't do it. You have to peak and trough. So uh, I'd like to see us come and beat them. I know it'll cost you a few quid with Shaggy Boy, but uh, you might get over that, Ralph. I, I don't so. know, Mark and John, they probably won't agree. They'll probably talk about momentum, but I just think a six-week we'll is a we'll lovely train block. We'll go around yeah. the house. Uh, John? I have to ask the question, if you lose to Roscommon... No, uh, one word answer. <laughs> Let them know. Uh, oh, what's that? Well, sorry, you want to know yeah. the... You want yeah. to know the... What is we, that we, we go into a group of four in six weeks' time and three of the four teams qualify. But isn't it that then we will have the Ulster, Leinster or Munster champions away in the first round of the qualifiers? Is that right? If you don't win, you're Connacht. Yeah, oh, you will. But but the other point is, if you win Connacht, 
you have to play Dublin and Kerry before you get to a final. Either way, so, it's, it's it's a difficult one. So we we'll go around again, John. Do you pull the game or do you keep going? I'm not saying pull, but just not yeah. pull. But like we 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 put out the Monaghan team again. Um. Yeah, you can't beat momentum. You can't beat winning. And but I I totally understand what he's on about. About yeah, it's 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 a long road for what's the fittest team in the in the country all year long up to now to keep that going because teams are going to catch up to you. So you look at I suppose it's nice to have it. But I think I think you have to keep it going, Mark. Um, I, of the two games last Sunday, it was definitely more important to win, in my opinion. I don't think it's the end in the world if if Mayo lose on Sunday. I don't want to be defeated or anything. Um, can you pull it? No, you probably can't. But at the same time, I don't think anybody's going to be too upset if it happens. Obviously, we don't want to be listening to Ross Common fans <laughs> dancing on their graves. No. But, um, but at the same time, I, I know I think Kevin McStay. Given his Roscommon connection, Stephen Rothschild yeah. has never won a Connacht title. That's another thing. You know, Tony, Tony Buckley never won a national title. I don't yeah, and it. and these are competitive beasts. These players they don't want yeah. to lose. You know, but at the same time, it wouldn't be the end of the world not to be playing Galway in two weeks' time or two and a half weeks' time because I think that's going to be a very difficult game to win. And you know, I'd love to meet Galway again later in the year in Crow Park, maybe again in yeah. a All Ireland semi final yeah. or final. And I'd be much more confident than going to Pearson two weeks' time. But, um, you're still going to the you're still say if you do get over us common Linda you're still going up to you still have to go back up to Galway play them exactly in their own right. that's yeah. the point I'm making and are you going to beat Galway there's a good chance we're going to meet Galway a third time yeah picked example of the minors last year are you going to beat them three times in the one year yeah but well, the, the, the problem is the scheduling like you know on Sunday night the, the I got a message from a friend he was in the airport hotel with the Galway lads at midnight, they were, you know, drinking beers, having pizzas. PJ was in the middle of them. They're having some crack, whereas the Mayo lads were on the bus home, probably protein shakes, in bed by 12. And, you know, who won the match? You know, <laughs> the whole, yeah, it's it's crazy. It the whole schedule yeah. is crazy. Now, we're not going to solve it here, but that's the real issue, you know, that it's ridiculous that Kerry, go, I get these weeks in sunny climes and we have to get back to brass tacks and try and lift it again for a massive game at the weekend. It's just unfair, really, but... I think ref, ref, you put up a video yesterday. Of, uh, the first man on the field was the head of security in the Mayo camp. He was going for that cup, and she was going to be locked in the van that evening. I did I, Tommy. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. I did. I actually, I actually took that video down again because it has the Titanic music on it, and I got done for. Um, Oh, breach and breach copyright. of copyright before they locked my account. Lee Dion was onto you, is she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they locked my account and said that they'll threaten legal action if I use that song. Yeah, but it was like on some stupid Donegal club game where the vi- the background music was that, and I just so obviously I'm just a bit more cautious now of um. Yeah, but, but I think Tommy was in on the field to get that cup ref and locker in the van. I was delighted to see him. You know, it made my day. I had a real smile on my face because I hadn't seen him. Do you know, he, he 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 kind of went off the scene for a while there and now when he's back and there's no harm to see him. Uh, you don't want to see him knocking about the place now. It's good to see him back. In. Some of the smart Alex ref, I wouldn't say, would say that's not the first time there was people locked in the back of the van or something locked in the back of the van. Oh, we, oh. we were still on about this. And I think, what, would, there be, would there be one or two of them? One of them is definitely still there that was in the back of the van that was in Crow Park the weekend. But we yeah, won't just, mention that. Just a couple of things I suppose we didn't mention was I suppose the scoring that, you know, we I think four points in play. I know Galway probably had a whole lot more. But, um, and two of them from defenders. And also, like, Ryan uh, looking at possessions there, nine possessions, 
and I think he and I think he had four lost turnovers. And then, of course, you had the added advantage of having Tommy Conroy off off the bench, like, and uh, he was electric when he came on. And yeah, he he really he's a he's a genuine game changer, John, isn't he? He is. He, he you know what? He's something I don't think we've ever had really before. He he's a very unusual uh, uh, forward for Mayo, whatever it is. Um, he's, no, no I, offense, Merrick. No offense. No, I was no, just no. going to say. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> you know, but he is like as I said, we we were we had a family doing and we're in Ballon Robe there in the Bowers of Ballon Robe, and the kids were all out the backside, the back place there watching the TV. And when he came on the field, they all started roaring. It was the biggest roar of the pitch of, of the day, like when he came on, and uh, and and he didn't disappoint them. Like every time he got the ball, he looked he looked. The, there's top. very there's very few players left, John, um, at inter county level at the top level that can still. You might see it at club level with the odd time, or you might see it underage where a fella can stand up and stop, and then br- and still go again and get around mm-hmm. his man. Like it's yeah. it's so rare to see that now because of speed and of all the players and the footwork that they have. But he's still able to get around defenders. Like if, if a defender makes one mistake or he mistimes a tackle, he's gone, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, he is. Do do you think he'll start on Sunday? No, they, they can't hold him back much longer. I would say Sunday is probably too soon. But at Pierce Stadium, if if that you know, if Mayo win and, and they're playing Pierce Stadium in three weeks, I would say definitely, you know, you have to get him out there as soon as you can because I'm sure Jack Glenn will be back for Galway as well and um and that so you know, fight fire with fire, go full team for yeah. Pierce Stadium. Yeah. If that happens, I would continue on. Yeah, yeah. So no no more holding back after like this weekend I would keep the team the starter probably insofar as you can with injuries permitting, you know, they won a national title, so I'd give them that. But after that, I think you know you can't hold Tommy back too much longer. Yeah. Does anything does anything change, John, uh, for setting up on on Sunday? Like, is there anything well, going to be? Well, David McBride actually, I was going to ask the question as well. Was he actually injured, or was he was it actually a tactical thing? We don't know. He said yeah. cramp. I don't think it was cramp. He could have had something small. I suppose. Do you risk? Do you risk yeah. your player if he's showing showing at possible injuries? Who was it that came in for him? Was it? Oh, oh McLaughlin. Oh, McLaughlin. Yeah, Owen, yeah. Owen had a lot of possessions as well when he came in, but yeah, maybe he was just overzealous with things, whatever. He just uh, a lot of balls went astray. Um, so he, that's some part of his game that he just need, needs to work on. But yeah, it was, it was similar to Armagh as well. If you think later on, a few balls he just didn't make the right decision. And you know, while he's a brilliant athlete, he probably didn't play as much ball at underage as you know a traditional footballer who came through the traditional um ranks. I would say I think yeah. you know he was cycling or whatever, so probably didn't play as much ball as 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 somebody else may have you know the other defenders may have so and a guy who's been out injured as well he probably just needs loads of football loads of football to get him back up to speed and because you know we saw him a few years ago he's had an unbelievable year but just he's had a lot of injuries since then and he hasn't looked as sharp I don't think since it's kind of been stop start for him since then yeah, one, yeah sorry John there's one thing I've noticed that it looks like Darren McHale has moved well up to pecking order he's the second forward in yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the late inclusion into the into the panel on Sunday. One day, Daryl McHale is the call. Daryl, yeah. <laughs> but as yeah. as Inda mentioned earlier, like about our back four there, the last day that started, like um, Reap, Coyne, McBreen, and Callan, they're all new, all new guys. And you know, when Callan, I was down in at the Tyrone game when Callan came on, he was very nervous when he came on and made a few mistakes early on. Actually, there was a couple of yeah, who's behind me? They wanted him off the field straight away. And, <laughs> Um, in fairness to him, look, he he looked really comfortable the last day, and as Inda said there as well, um, Inda Hessian to come back, 
Like, like India was really, really, no more than Jack Kearney and Jordan Flynn was really beginning to settle into being a Mayo player like for the next seven, eight years the way he was going. It was just unfortunately he got injured that night because it set him back a little bit. But I, I have no doubt he'd be edging to get back in. It's know? worrying he's not, he wasn't on the panel the last day as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. It is because I thought it was only a, a minor injury, but it just it's taken a little bit more time. I think lads, he could end up at centre forward. And who are you you're putting him? You're putting Carney midfield and in the uh, Hessian centre forward. Yeah, and and Matty Ruan at number ten, Finn will miss out for me. Yeah, I think I think his evasive skills. He can finish. He showed he can finish. And he, he gives you that option. He's a good tackler. So if you have a centre-back attacking or you have a Gavin White down the line that he can stick with stick with them types of player, uh, I think he is a genuine op- option at 11. Um, what's his best position for Gary Moore, Where would you put him? He, he, he's sort of wherever you're stuck, Mark. But wh- what would be, you know, in a perfect world now, if you were first name on the team sheet, where would you put him in ideal world? Back. Well, they played the needle in the championship, so he went back and picked up Tommy Conroy. He marked Aidan Norm another day. They use him as the main man marker now. Keelan Crow yeah. has tipped over 30. So they're using him, but they're using him as a man marker rather than as an attacking threat. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's probably due, like they haven't he, got the option, yeah, obviously. Yeah. He played wing forward, though, didn't he, against Casabar and Claire Morris? Two yeah. Years ago. And he, he, he mm. was corner forward when he was a minor with Mayo. He played number 15 coming out the field and a free taker on that minor team. Oh. So he, he's a lad that can play anywhere. I, I just think he might offer something different at 11. He's incisive runs. He's both feet. He's pace, pacey, elusive. I think he's an option there to give you something different. Now, Darren McHale may end up there. It seems the lads like Darren McHale. But um, I, I think Darren, something different. Yeah, I think Darren is better coming on as a sub when the game is a bit looser because he's so yeah. fit and he's such a hard runner. Um, And just, I think... He's intelligent um, too, Mark. Yeah, no, I, I'd prefer him from, I'd prefer Darren from the bench, I think, you know, because when defenders are tired, he, he just runs so hard and is non-stop. I, I think that's the way I'd use him, but... Yeah. Uh, and do you see James Carr, can he play as an impact sub-mark or do you think he needs to start? Yeah, well, I think, and this might be a bit cruel, but I think he's keeping Tommy's place probably warm for him for a while now. He's yeah, had a good year thinking, and, and, yeah. he, and he surprised me a little bit, James Carr. Um, you know, he's done a lot of good things this year and, you know, he's had some brilliant goals and some of his point kicking too. You know, sometimes he doesn't look the most natural point kicker, but then they just seem to land on the top of the net like the one at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, other times they can hit the corner flag too now. So he's a little bit, he's a better goal scorer than he is a point scorer. But um, yeah, he could be an option from the bench too because he is pacey. But in all fairness, he has had a good league campaign. I, I must give him that. He has had a good league campaign. You, you do have a lot of players though like that like him. A lot of good teams have lads that can ghost in and maybe show for yeah. two or three minutes and he goes away and, and comes back again. I suppose, do you... Do you take the gamble and, and, and be patient and hope it works for him and then be able to bring in Conroy? Is that more of a sustainable method to trying to get over the Rossies? Or John is shaking the head, he wants to see Tommy C on the on the field. Yeah, I, I think as, as Mark said earlier, I think we need to give in as soon as possible. And um like if you don't start on the next day and things and I look at I suppose it's rough on James Carto. He's been doing well up to now. Um you would like to think that he would uh, be beneficial off the bench to James Kerr though and I think he would I think he'd give you plenty because he, he is energetic when, when he but he just he's kind of just inclined to keep going in and out of games you know whereas um, like a Tommy Conroy as we said there like he's one of the most exciting 
forwards around like and when he's there. Now I know he's come back from a, a tough injury. Um but I think you need to get him in uh, as soon as possible. Are we gonna win? Well, yeah, ref, was it a bad sign for the under twenty management that Sam Callan was name checked after the match? I know they're playing Kerry tonight in Limerick in the challenge match. Um do you think he'll be released or will he be held back? Did we release did we we've always released the players though coming up to the week of championship, have we? I think what we did with Oshin before. So they're on uh, tomorrow week, is it the twelfth? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. If he play if he plays Sunday, I can't see him playing next Wednesday. If he plays a full game Sunday. Yeah. Just Jeez. with you know, if there is a Connex semi final coming two weeks later, so I'd be surprised. It's a big it's a big call to make and it's probably something Morris isn't too happy about, but uh Especially with the age profile of that under twenty squad, I think twenty three of that squad currently are eligible to play under twenties again next year. So you probably, you know, you really are looking for your senior players um for that game, and you know it, it is knockout. So um, I have lost Brickenden, obviously they lost Lee and Oshin. You know, and Hessian is injured, so they can't really afford anymore yeah. defensive injuries. You know, yeah, especially a player that's become yeah. so pivotal, or pivotal in the um the setup. For the he, he may very well be in Limerick tonight, lads. We don't know, but it's it's going to be an interesting call. I think Bob too. He will be released, but Sam, it's just the the lack of depth probably back there with a the few injuries and the lads gone. It's got it's going to be a, a call. I'm sure the senior management will make it. The under twenties will be told, yes or no. Or Morris will be loving getting that phone call from Ken. Yeah. Sure, that's the it's a tough job. Look at show like you got it. It worked for Kerry. I don't Clifford and Sean O'Shea didn't play them that time when they were in their last year under twenty. And sometimes sacrifices have to be made. But look at the it, he's still in his it's his first year mixed day, and he's probably looking at the long term four year project. And probably something we probably didn't touch on earlier on. Would you be would you be happy with just with a Connacht title and, and, and maybe get out of your group and call that a good year and then maybe target peaking at a later stage the year after? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no long term, no. no. I honestly think, though, whatever happens this year, obviously you don't want to have a total um, blowout in championship, but I think, you know, having won a national trophy already and played such good stuff and got a bit of um, a buzz back in Mayo again I, yeah. I think you know it would want to go very wrong in championship for this not to be considered a success Max Day's first year in charge but yeah. the Knights can come out very fast I know of course of course in the nature <laughs> of football and Mayo football they can and we're not too slow to take them out ourselves lads but, yeah <laughs> like, no, I, I still think you know he needs a lot or he deserves a lot of credit for what he's yeah, done yeah. so far and it's you know, yeah. only what, two months three months left of the season so far and yeah, crazy but, the best team so far for the first four months of the season. So hopefully it doesn't all go to pieces or fall to pieces. But I think he, I think he deserves a lot of credit so far, and and this has been a great start to his tenure. I think I think there's only about I think there's only two players we haven't mentioned actually that played last Sunday. In a fairness, they probably deserve a mention. Is uh, my own club mate Stephen Cohen, who I thought was very solid, and uh, I think I'm seven. Jordan Flynn are the only two to play all league games this year, and uh, I think Stephen actually has played every game from the mind space to the FPD to to league. And um also uh Fionn McDonough, uh who uh who you know he's playing that wing role that kind of he played for Westport as well. And it's it's a very um it's a hard role to play because you can be out of the game so much at times. And um, you know, but they're they're trusting him in, in the position. And I know some people are wondering at times like what's Fionn McDonough doing? But I suppose it's all a space thing too at times and from the cut in and get on as much ball in as he can. I can still say like 
there's, there's loads in Fionn, like, and I still I still think there's there's more more for us to see. I think that's the biggest. I think that's probably one of the biggest hallmarks of of the mixed day era so far is that he's given lads four or five games. You know, if they've got a chance, you know, even if they have a bad game, he still gives them another chance or two. And I think that's, I think that's a good thing, especially during the league when you know you've often seen it from previous in previous regimes where a fella might come in and he might have a bad 10, 15 minutes. You mightn't see him again. So, uh, like, you have to yeah. give credit to McStay. He's stuck with McDonough. He's stuck with Carr there after a couple of games where he maybe been quiet. And he's he, he showed again. And I think I think that breeds a bit of confidence in them themselves and probably loosens them up a bit more that they know if they make a mistake that they still have another chance or they have a chance again to, to write it. Well, I'm sure, like, so Jack Kine came in and it took him all up to now to suddenly realise, okay, I belong here, you know, and if you don't get them chances and you get a couple of games and you're taken off and the doubts come in your head going, geez, do I really... I, do, do I, I really loved how Coyne attacked the ball in the last 10, 15 minutes. Like, he really, he didn't wait behind his man and and, and hope that, that he made a mistake. He really took the game uh, to Galway and I think that's a real positive to take and he looks... He looks like he, he he's settled now. He looks like he's a natural tigerish corner back and he's not afraid to throw himself around. He's a very rounded footballer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The, the next day away, ref, it's about putting trust in players, I think. He says, go out there and perform and you get your place in the team regardless of reputation. Yeah. No, they do. They look they look happy, they look positive, and it's 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 all boiling down now. What do we make of the Ross Common uh, game? How do you think it's gonna go? End I'll go to first. Uh, I think we win, Ref. Uh, uh, after saying what I do, I don't think they have a notion of doing that. I think Kevin's living at the back of the pitch in the hide. He managed Roscommon. He's going to want to beat Roscommon. He's want to, going to want to keep the momentum going. We've better players. Uh, Roscommon didn't show much today in the league game. I think we win comfortably enough. Uh, just, again, no injuries. That's, that's the main thing I'm hoping for the match. Keep a clean bill of health. And uh, move on to Galway then in a fortnight's time. Come on, John. The dog isn't too happy with Enda anyway. <laughs> Mark, what do you what do you make the weekend or what's the toast? Yeah, I I think it won't be a comfortable win for Mayo, but I think Mayo will will get through. I, I'd be confident enough of that. Um, just have more strength and depth. Um, I wasn't that impressed with Ross Common in the league. Apart from their late rally, I, I thought Mayo were a good bit better. They look stronger. Some of the, the Roscommon young lads I didn't think were quite physically there yet either. So I would be very surprised if if um Roscommon won on Sunday. But they are a dangerous team now. They have forwards. Anybody that has such good forwards always has a puncher's chance. But um I, I'd be surprised if if Mayo didn't win on Sunday, especially because they're gonna take this seriously. You can be sure that Kevin McStay and Ratford and the boys will have them fully tuned in for this to be no complacency and will really, really, really target this on Sunday. So um, yeah, I'd be very surprised if Mayo didn't win. Finally, John. Yeah, we just need to be right on the day. That's it. That's the longest short of it. We need to be fully focused and uh, just just be awful careful not to get caught. Because I know, as as Indus said there about going the other route, or whatever. But th- things and it, things can change awful fast. You you walk out of there and suddenly you're getting slagged from Roscommon and even down from Galway as well, and it all has a, an effect. So we just have to be on our guard and look at. It. I've no doubt. With a better team, and um, you'd, you'd be hoping we'd be three or four points better on the day. Yeah, we're looking for a good start. I think the first five, ten minutes to really put the lay down the marker at Roscommon, I think, is vital, and don't give them a chance to get any momentum or 
maybe maybe keep keep the ball and play as much as we can and maybe not kill anyone um coming out. I think Tag O'Rourke is out for a scumming ref. He's a bit of a loss around the middle of the field. They're lacking physicality out there and he provides it. So he's a big loss for them. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. We're we're we haven't much time to, to, to think about it really. We're straight back into it now with uh with Ross Common the weekend and uh any final thoughts, lads, before we before we wrap up this uh B- a bit of analysis. Nope. Just the other games, ref. Uh, oh yeah. I'm give I'm giving New York a big chance at three to one at home. I I believe that most of last year's panel Leachum gone out. Um, New York have been have this one marked in the calendar for a long while, and I I I believe there was a correspondent of our own in the Paddy Power Shop in Sligo during the week when a man landed five hundred on the counter in New York. There's not many Sligo men that waste 500 soft, so look out for New York the weekend. I think it could be the first big shock of the championship. It must uh, be home on holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people uh, in Sligo town too that wouldn't want to see the county doing well, the soccer lads and the rugby lads. Yeah. Johnny Green and Adrian Varley are in the half-hour line for New York, Ref. Varley was a fair footballer for Galway. He always caused us plenty of problems anyway. Yeah. He did, in fairness. Jack Riley as well is involved in the panel. Charlestown Forward is involved with New York again this year. Um, he'd probably be coming on if he's not starting the next day. New York at 3-1, to Leitham 1-3. The draw is 8-1 to and the handicap betting is minus 3 for New York at 11-10. to Plus 3. Or plus 10. Or plus 3, sorry, yeah. Um, and then the other game as well is London versus Sligo. London are 13-2, to Sligo 1-10. to um, No value there. And draw 14-1. to London plus seven is ten to eleven. Anything you take in your your fancy there, and Connor Campbell from Swinford, the goalkeeper involved with London this year as well. Uh, just you know yourself, I've gone over to London. No matter how good or bad they are, it's a big day in Rice that they normally lifted a bit. Expect Sligo to win, but London will probably just stay within that handicap for me. What happens if London and New York both win? Where do they play? A uh, Berlin ref. <laughs> is that the is that the new name for the drone, is it? <laughs> uh, good chance it might be somewhere near the dome. Be, where would it be like? Like, do you bring uh, the two teams? Do you bring So London and New York would be in the comic final if both win at the weekend. Is that either? Isn't that right? London, yeah. London and New York both win, one of them will be in the comic final. Yeah. yeah. Was it 2013 London played in Castlebar? We got the five goals. Four, 13 or 14, yeah. 13, I think, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a that was a, it was a poor first half for Mayo. I remember. Um, I think I think James Horn took the paint off the wall at half time in the dressing room with that game, and Mayo went out and uh, and done the done the business after that. But uh, yeah, they're the three game Connacht Championship games that are on this. Weekend. Does that also mean then that they'd be in the the, the new yeah. season? They'd be so London or well, they'd yeah, be four seats. Yeah, it's a sort of vagary of the job, Mark. Where yeah, Sligo Leach from London or New York are going to be in. In the I think that's mo- that's more of a debate than we had about throwing the Roscommon game is one of them teams. Do you really want to end up in the Sam Maguire in the in the top sixteen with three really hard games? Yeah. No. No. I think it'd be more beneficial for the three yeah. in Sligo Leach in London to be playing the Talton and have a run at that. Yeah. So well, one of them is going to be there. Uh, Sligo done well last weekend to win their league title. Took them a while uh, to get going in there. Yeah. Uh 
Carabine had one of his better games. I really rate him. I wish he was a Mayo man because I think he's a top forward. Niall Murphy was the man last Sunday, but you'll find when it comes to championship, Carabine will be the man this week, Griff. Yeah. Yeah, they, it's... I'm looking at one the One of your protégés, come on, Ref. He did, Mark Welsh, more more Gales. Great to see it. Great to see get a national title. I'd seen him, he was out. I got a couple of a couple of messages off him, all right? He was out celebrating the weekend. Great to see it. I look at, when you see lads like that, they're probably, you know, they wouldn't be expecting too much when they were starting off playing their football or when they're going to their county to get a win a trophy in Crow Park. I think that's a huge, it's a huge thing for that. I don't, we, I don't think we really appreciate it. Um, the the runs that we have and we have the easiness that we get kind of titles or we get to these big days in Crow Park. Them smaller counties they do just as much. A lot of them GM and they do just as much as everyone else. Um, so it is. It's good to see it. It's good to well, see. That, it. That's why them. I think them league finals are important. Uh, not just for us last weekend, but obviously for the likes of uh, Sligo, Wicklow. Like I heard Lushy, um McConville saying in their podcast there today that uh. Only two of the Wicklow players ever played in Crow Park before, you know. So look at it's a great experience for them in the day, and they don't get that opportunity too often. No, I always loved the the divisional finals and and that weekend on TV because you get to see f- teams you don't you don't normally get to see on television. Or I know GA go and I was a couple of games now and stuff, but it's very hard to tune in when the big games are on and. This, they always seem to fall by the wayside. But uh, Saturday evening, GA go. Is it 11 o'clock? They're play- is it they're playing New York Saturday night or is it Sunday night? Sunday evening. Saturday, I think. Two games Saturday, ref. The first okay. game of the championship is the London game and then that game's on later that evening. Yeah, 11 o'clock at night. That'll be uh, unusual. But we always, we've been crying for this for years. I think did the stream it last year or was it on last year? They, they did stream it one year with them. Um, yeah, I remember watching this one yeah. year, ref. Yeah, and uh, listen to the radio at Marty Morrissey. It's, it's torture on a Sunday evening like it used to be. Just, just, uh, ref, when we're on and you have a shrewd man and a Hollymount Caramore man on, uh, I, I took the opportunity to travel up to Glencora Friday evening for the first Amara Cup game of the year. Charged to five in the shrewd lads and never missed <laughs> the opportunity. If it's not the love, I it. <laughs> We're I cleaning up left, right, and centre. <laughs> and then I got to the umpire, so I paid the umpire <laughs> to two neutral teams. They should have been paying you in if you're a service now. I've been a professional umpire, but that five euro could have got you three lines in the Shrugan Car window, too. How much is a yearly subscription, ref? Uh, I'm not sure. I can I can find out for you. The jackpot now at the moment is twenty thousand three hundred euro, I think. But two winners in the last month or last six weeks, so yes. you know, it's obviously hot streak. And it is one from Waterford, one from Donegal, and one from Athlone. Yeah, so yeah. surely every, a local is due one soon. No? Every every corner of every corner of the of the country has a, it, it, they're they're cleaning up in tickets. So a fair place yeah. them. They're yeah. obviously and doing something right with their with their market sure. and their yeah. their, their, their the work that they're doing in the club. But fair and, place and their ambassadors obviously are very um uh... yeah whoever they are and you know fair place <laughs> them they're doing a great job up there in Lotto Land. So time for people to turn over to the Hollywood Caramola for now. Maybe someday someday John someday. Um, right, that's enough talking about the Shrugan Carab Lotto. We had a good old chat, Mark. Thanks very much for coming oh, on. Really appreciate you. the the input and the time you give us. And um, best of luck now with the rest of the year above an hour and more. I think you were Thanks, near man. top scorer last year, was it the year before? You were well up in the uh, yeah, my first couple of seasons, yeah, I think it was the top scorer in each year in intermediate, but we we got four quarterfinals in a row, so we kind of just 
plateaued a bit and if we can get over that you know it, I think we'll do well but it's, yes it's tough it's like Mayo you know intermediate and go away is it's tough there's about 10 teams that can win it and all very even so bit of luck now and just you know hopefully dig in work hard and hopefully we'll see where we go yeah keep, as you said earlier on keep playing while you can that's yeah. it that's it <laughs> for sure gone. that's it for sure Come right. here, Mark. He, he's blowing and bragging that he started your journalistic career. Is it true that you had a deal si- signed with the Western before you come on the podcast? Um, yeah, I'm, let me think of the dates. Uh, yeah, oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I started in, uh, I'd say March or April 2011, and I came on with you in July 2011. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, so yeah, no, you no, know, no, no royalties going your way. No, no, no. <laughs> But we appreciate we we appreciate the odd mention and uh and oh yeah yeah no no yeah no problem no problem um right Mark thanks very much we'll be back from part two in a few minutes thanks thanks guys cheers all right bye bye night see you later bye and we're back with part two that was Mark Ronaldson there joining us in RF Towers good old chat uh who's a good old form Mark went and we had a good old chat about Mayo ready for Galway or playing Galway ready for us common now so. I think we covered most things there, lads, did we? Yep. We did. We just kind of, I suppose, have a, a touch on the club scene as well while we're at it. There was a couple of games the weekend. was North Mayo Junior. There was O'Mara Cup. There was Sweeney Cup. There was Kelly Cup. I'll just run through them quickly. Kilcommon had a big win over Ballycastle, 322 to seven points. Davids had a good win, 2918 over Mayo Gales. John, were you at that game? I was at the second half. Yeah, second yeah. half. So it was, uh, Anything stand out for you? I think it was the, the, the first official game, I think, a competitive game, I think, for uh, for Paul McGarry and Mayo Gales and Damien Egan over in Davids. Uh, Davids, very young. Uh, Mayo Gales were missing a few now, in fairness. Uh, but uh, Davids were, went eight points ahead during the second half and looked to be well in control. And then uh, Mayo Gales got a goal. And uh, we're right back in it all of a sudden. And Davis kind of went to sleep a bit. And we're back within three points. I think Davis got a couple of late points then again. But uh, Davis, I have to say, I was impressed with some of their uh, younger players. Looked, yeah. um, looked like they have uh, some good young lads coming up. And, of course, they have three lads at the moment on the May on the 20s. So um, you add them back in and Colin Boyd and Ronan McNamara back in. They'll, yeah, there's no doubt about it. They're going to be there, thereabouts for, um, for intermediate. Yeah, and they have a couple it, of nice minors. And another well. lifetime ref, John, could have been along the line. With with Mayo Gales, is there a David? Either, yeah. either. But that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, should look at Jenda. Yeah, you could have been, you been on a few sidelines yourself now, in fairness. If and maybe it was on too many, Ref. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, was, did I see a picture of Liam Nyland? Is he involved with David? Or did... No, he was just doing the line. Oh, was he? Yeah. You sent me yeah. a, someone sent me a picture of Liam. But did I'll... he do it fair? No. Uh, he was as fair as the last man that used to be there, and was. For our money. Uh, more four sixteen, Balacroy one seven. Um, that was a, a fair clipping. Lahardon three ten, Kalala eleven points. Interesting that game now. Seeing Lahardon coming down and two teams that are probably have their eye on on a junior title. So uh, yeah, that's a good result for Lahardon. Probably have a few games played more than Kalala too. From 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 what I remember reading on the results, Ardnery beating Cross Malina in the Sweeney Cup. Um, Park beating Ball two seven to eight points in the Kelly Cup. Lewisburg beating Ballantubber nine points to seven in the in the Kelly Cup. I think they've beaten them a few times now in the Kelly Cup. Um, I was at a game last year, two years ago. And um, Bunny Conlon fourteen points. Kiltain one eight. I heard Kiltain were missing a good few. 
Um, Kelly Cup Group Three, Island Navy five points, Ackle six points. So that was a uh, <laughs> Kilmina one eight, Castlebar Mitchell's ten points. I was talking to a man at this game. I think Castlebar were were passing the ball back and over along the forty five, trying to break down the Kilmina defence, and I heard a roar from. And of, uh, I think it might have been an umpire even that said, "Blow it up to fuck." It's like the the seizure, uh, Shannon, uh, uh, going back and over. I think that was the the highlight from that game. But it seems to be Barry Moore, and so it's Castlebar's first team. That's a good result for Kamina. I know it's early. Yeah, get at this time of year, like you know, the, they'd want to be playing them teams, and they learn a bit from them as well. So, um, Tom McKady won four Burrishul fifteen points. I was at that game. Burrishul just too strong for Tor McKay. Uh Westport G Westport 14 points, Brafey 12 points. So that was a that, that was a good win. We're considering Westport have probably their a lot of players involved and it was a good few obviously out at the moment. But um You know what that was notable for Rev? What? A man that came twenty-fourth in the half marathon that morning. Uh, played in that game he ran one hour and 29 minutes for the half mile and, and then he went out and played in the game later that evening no way Keegan yeah fucking hell what did I tell you last week lads he's back bring him back someone texted me today asking did, uh, did, uh, did I hear anything about Keegan being back with Mayo but I think it could be just one of those April fools that's still lingering around I'm not sure this Oh, you know what? I, you know what? I, I badly need to check is the time uh, from another man that was running in that half marathon. Ah, uh, no, I, I, I tell you now, uh, uh, and, uh, go, go easy. It's not Am me. I... Yeah. It's, it's someone else. But uh, Ronan doesn't uh, like when you when you keep uh, giving him drink digs. <laughs> Ali Mount Carmore four six. Just, just, can I go back there? I know you talked about it last week, but if you are a Kevin Max Day, let's do do you make that call? Oh, you make the call. But you have probably no answer you're going to get in reality. But does it not create a big circus, though, then? Like, and you're, oh, you have to play him and he's back and the pressure there. And, mm. you know, like that group are kind of settled now and they've got over that breakup of losing this guy. And you know? they really want to. It will not... But Dublin didn't play Cluxton. No, but. Is it, it, is it, not, a, is it not just another shot up the arm, though, no? Yeah, I think so. You make the call. I don't think he's going to come back, but you make the call and ask him, do you want to come back? Are you available to come back? And move on then. Yeah. Maybe. You're not convinced, Ref? I, I just think there'd be too much of a fucking hoo-ha about it and, and the, the noise you'd get from it and people in line and all the fucking pressure that it puts on. Um. Look, it's easy for me to sit here and say I, I'm not going to pick him, but I don't know. O'Mara Cup, go on, Hendel, go on. Well, I was just going to say, do you think any player in that dressing room would be upset to see him coming back in? Say if you're starting wing back, you would be too fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> or cornerback. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be delighted. You'd be delighted to see him as long as he's not taking your position. Yeah. But, ah, no, I'm sure there are a lot more willing to sacrifice to win and everything else but how do we know we might look at if he if he if he gets if he does go back with them I'm sure someone will spot him somewhere they're in Castlebar tomorrow night and they're training if anyone's in Castlebar <laughs> if anyone sees Lee Keegan driving to Castlebar tomorrow evening let me know 
Uh, Holly Mount, Caramore, 4 6, Shrewl, 10 points. You were at that game end. Anything at all? You had a tweet about it? Uh, yeah, I was impressed with Jack Kane in his first ever match. A lot of lads blowing out the diesel after the long winter ref. Wasn't exactly the highest quality game, but uh, that's not what it's about this time of the year. It's just getting the miles into the legs. Um, neither team seemed too bothered. I don't think there was a bad tackle in the game, which would be unusual in certain Mayo stuff. So, uh, not a lot to report. No, no. Um, some bad news there during the week in Mayo. Very, 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 very sad, I suppose. One, one way of putting it, it's, it's heartbreaking to think and put everything in perspective is uh, Connor Diskin um, and the death on his son Killian uh, Rochford Diskin. I, I think the funeral is a funeral home is tomorrow evening. Um, I think it really, it landed a lot of people. I think, Andrew, you rang me on Sunday, was it? Or Sunday morning when, when we heard it first. But... Saturday or Sunday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, look at our condolences go out, obviously, to to the families and uh, and you know Connor, we we we've we've met him a few times whether whether it comes to being on the pod or or um, just in football in general a, a lovely fella and um, yeah look at it. it's shocking it is yeah I I I I don't know what to say or what can you do or what can you say like it's just it's just something that's <sighs> brings everything yeah. back to back to. Reality. It's a parent's worst nightmare, you know. Uh, I've seen the, the Facebook post teared up and a picture of him in the pool with him on holidays. And, oh, stop. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's very tough. Very tough. Man. Yeah. There's no words left that you can use, really, is there? It's just... No, no. It's, no it's, there's it's... no words, but we, we pass on our condolences. And I, I think the whole community here in Camaros is in shock. And... Uh, Yes, there's nothing you can say. Just very sorry, and yeah. I just hope they, I just hope to get the strength they need now to, you know, to deal with. Yeah, and keep keep going. Yeah. Um, what else? End of your bet of the week crash as well. Um, yeah, you you. you I think taken off half time ref because uh, Paddy Dorkin put him in his pocket the first. If for Galway he was their player of the league up until mm. the final, and Paddy just done a number on them and. Uh, he moved, Stephen Cole went in the second half and things didn't get much better for Tierney. He had one goal chance and it was a poor enough shot right at the keeper. But uh, Jordan got one point. That's what I expected Jordan to get. But uh, maybe if he took some of them frees that uh, Shane Welch was hitting with his wrong foot, we'd have got... We'd oh, that analysis was absolutely <laughs> fucking <laughs> melodia. Yeah. Like he's come out and said that he's he has uh equal he's equal in both feet and he doesn't have a weak foot, and them to to pick out them few points where he missed. I mean, it's very very you know like you're 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 micro picking out little bits of the game that you know like it was la- I thought it was lazy enough. Now if I was Shane Welch, I'd be fucking fuming that they were picking them bits out. There's a lot of other reasons why uh, why um. The only thing is, Ref, I don't think anyone out there has two feet exactly the same standard. You're always going to have a slightly favour one foot. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I never. It's never going to happen to me. So my my left one was for standing on. My right one wasn't much better, so I'm no one to talk. But you know what I mean? Everyone is slightly favour one foot. Yeah. Yeah. Oshin McConville went to town on the Sunday game in, on their pod today too. 
Did he? Yeah, he was seething after he said he, he said what your man asked him why what did you make of the analysis? He says there was no analysis, he says. He no. said it was just shambolic, he said. It is, and they'd be better off, like they'd be better off just showing the games, the highlights, or not showing them at all and getting on right analysts and give player on the Monday night and give them time to prepare or even though they'd have enough time there, the game two games on Saturday and those two games on Sunday, so they could have both sat down and went through the, the four games and had a, a bit on each of them, but it's um I only watch it when I think people complaining about it, but I, I I just cannot understand how they get away with it. But there's no one else, I suppose. No, there's no other competition. It's easy. You know, you're not going to have that much um drive to, to to make things any better. You said it, John, and the and on the, you said it about the pet of the week. That sure as fucking that's going to go this weekend. After all, you're bragging yeah. and you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast minus fifty for the year. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get on it now. In the, this, this, um, this thing. Now I'm going to put the fifty in, and I'm going to see. Yeah, you um, might have a bad start because I, I have a feeling it's going to be New York and three to one ref. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna go down in flames. If we're gonna go down, when you get on that losing streak, it's hard to break it. So we're gonna. Go for a big price to start off and hopefully get a goal. Is that why? Is that why the losing streak continue? Because you think you have to make a bigger gamble. Ah, after yes, you lose. that's that's the that's the gambler's way, ref, isn't it? To go chasing their losses. Yes, I know. I, I I do give New York a chance, so I think they're not a three to one shot at home. Yeah, based couple on the performance last year. Games on this weekend. I think there's a couple of games on Saturday evening. Might be a few on Friday as well. A few bits on and nothing too. I don't. There's exactly. a cup anyway, isn't there? Think so. I'll have a look now. We'll see what the fixtures have. Oh, sorry, Ballon Robe. Sorry. Who's playing Ballon Robe? Gary Moore. The Clamars. Oh. Gary Bye. Not bad. Burrishul are playing Island Eighty at half seven in Burrishul. That could be Saturday. Yeah, Saturday evening. I might get that. Actually, shout out to uh, Lorraine, Irwin, Boylan, uh, and the family, especially Finn and Aoife. Um. In the St. Vincent's Club in Bedfordshire outside London. Big fans of the pod and uh, actually shared a photo a couple of weeks ago of one of them wearing an RF hat over in a training at London. It was nice to see it. I really appreciate uh, the message. Big fans of the pod that and that's uh, from their brother as well, Paul, uh, who's a mechanic in Island 80 who actually looks after the satellite cruiser. I was talking to him the last year. Big shout out to Paul for keeping the, the cruiser on the road. Um, big Matt, big Mayo fan. You'll always see Matt games. He always goes through a couple of games at Mayo or at Newport Men. So, uh, yeah, uh, big shout out to Paul. Fair play and uh, keep the flag flying over there. We all know people living in London and further abroad and how hard it's to keep GA clubs going. So, yeah, keep the head up and keep the the flag waving over there. Um, also, a shout out Motsy. You know, you see the man on Twitter. I don't know who he is exactly. He seems to be a bit of a troll account. He's blocked by Mayo J, but he asked me to. Uh, to congratulate John John Gannon, the Kilmore All Star for 2023, and and, and uh, wishing the best of luck with the season. So, uh, John, you're a big Ross Common fan. I hear you're a big fan of the pod. So uh, continue on listening. But uh, yeah, I think that's all the correspondence as well. Have we Re- anything? Ref- now that we're doing requests, I might have one myself for Tommy Joyce and Mark McNamara. They bought me a pint in the Croke Park Hotel when it was residence bar only Sunday morning. I went up to the bar, they wouldn't give me a pint, and the boys seen the Mayo man in need. And Martin Mac bought me a pint of Guinness. So fair play to you, and up Corafin Martin. Um, the pint was very much appreciated and went down well, and it stuck the bouncer's nose in it as well, which I did enjoy. So, <laughs> so man, are we going yeah. to the match Sunday? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. John. Yeah. yeah. 30 euro ticket. Are we any are we any comments on that? Steeping up. Steep enough, yeah. Is mine not free with Cordimeo if I didn't even check yet? Oh, is it? Sure. I think the first championship game oh, every year. Oh it is, it is, it is, it is. Yeah, there might be a few free ones knocking around, so <laughs> <laughs> anyone anyone that has a cordial that can't go direct uh direct a message towards RF Towers and we look after the tickets and uh, Colin Reap got um, player of the week did he? I've seen that yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a huge surprise a Mayo player was nominated for player of the week and we had the biggest Instagram following in the country everyone that was nominated this year won every single time there's a Mayo player for player of the yeah. week they win it you know it's over because yeah. we had the be- biggest Instagram following in the country crazy isn't it? yeah Ref, we big... if you were nominated for player of the week you would win it I hope so. Yeah. It really puts the tin hat on an eye in the goal, lads, doesn't it? When they, they think he shouldn't even be on the field. Yeah. Um the goal lads were bitter enough online about about the about the challenge. I didn't look at I didn't it was a yellow card, wasn't it? Before we finish up, it was a yellow, I think. I think in real time, in real time, I, I actually got off my stool and I clapped. I was like, Yes, I said I said that's the marker now, but I didn't realise it was a he put as much, he, he hurt Heaney as much as he did now. Yeah. This was a like, fair belt. But it wasn't a professional foul. I know we're back ahead now again, but it wasn't. And, um, you know, for the like the one the week before definitely was uh, the Jason Doherty one. But um, I think if you were to do a poll of the top 10 referees in, in the country and ask them, how would they have refereed that situation? They'd have done exactly the same as Brendan Coyle did. Yeah. They might know it had 49 seconds for the to make the decision till they got word from television though. Was it word television was the umpires in there? Uh, there's no way you know I'm doing a bit of umpire now ref you're hooked up to the referee he'd be on to you within four seconds what did you see? 49 seconds I put it back on television when he went to him and said 49 seconds from the incident he actually brandished the card after so who, who's seen it? Who's, who are you seeing? Obviously the sport official had the screen and he's seen it of course we can't, we cannot prove that but there's no way it took 49 seconds to ask every one of them officials got that message at the same time what did you see? Okay. So it didn't take them 49 seconds to But if back. you asked every official, like linesman and then umpires, by the time everyone has their speak, would it not take 49 seconds? No, no. He, he presses or he talks. Everyone hears the question, what did you see? And if you see something, you press speak and you tell them. It doesn't take 49 seconds. Again, it just doesn't take 49 seconds. It's okay. not, it's not, it's not, in my opinion, it's not plausible that it took 49 seconds. But we never, we'll never hear the right story. Well, he, he well, as I said to you earlier, Heaney was down, and when it actually happened, he turned and was running out the field. The oh, he gave no, he didn't give the free. Yeah, this all happened forty nine seconds after attack. I experienced a situation of that in our lady semi final with Rachel Cairns, and that and was I done by TV too. Very, very bitter after that for a long time. And what happened was she raced through with a point down. Time was up, and um, she was taken down for a free. Uh, but she stayed down, she was injured. And while she was down injured, word came through in his ear that she, she bounced the ball twice. Yeah. And next thing he suddenly went from a free into a free out. And sure, we didn't know. Uh, who, to- who told him, John? Or do you know who? He actually said, I'm after, he told one of the girls, um, I'm after being told from above that she yeah. bounced the ball twice. And then, but then he, he denied that afterwards. Then, like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's crazy. Yeah. Like, if if you're going to use TV ref, use it for every decision. 
The only reason he was that kick out would have been taken, there'd have been no free in for Galway if the player wasn't down injured. It, it did, so, when it looked in play or real time, it did, it just looked like he, he went for the ball. I don't think yeah. it looked like it was malicious or he was trying to do him, but it, it was dangerous. Yeah, he got the decision right, but he got it right by the wrong method. Okay. Okay. We'll settle on that one, so Andrew, we won't we won't dig any more. It's done. We won the league. Yeah, yeah, let's go on win Sunday and hit for Pierce and beat them again. Yes, and we'll have good fill and soul till that Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Up Mayo. Up Mayo. Good luck, lads.